Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. 11.03 here on SENZ and the World Athletic Championships are currently underway in Eugene, Oregon. Some fantastic action coming in uh, via Sky Sport, of course. Uh, and uh, other media access as well right uh, before the Commonwealth Games as well. So from New Zealand's point of view and those Commonwealth nations, a chance for their athletes to be on the world stage for the best part of a month. There's been some promising signs in the first days of the competition. There's plenty more to enjoy with the world champs running through until the 24th. Uh, Terry Lomax, uh, one of New Zealand's probably uh, maybe even the most experienced athletics coaches over there in Oregon, with the New Zealand team, and he joins us uh, now here on SCNZ. Uh, Terry, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. No problem. Right, the champs are, are taking place uh, at Hayward Field at the University of Oregon. Uh, first time I understand they've been back in the, uh, the America for quite some time. Uh, how's it been uh, going over there, and how's it been received in America? Um, well, they, they call Eugene Track Town, so that gives you some idea of the level of interest at, uh, at this place. And um, Hayward Field's one of the most historic athletic venues in the U.S., and it's just been renovated, and it's, and it's quite outstanding. And it's, the thing about it is it's, it's made for athletics. That's what it's built for. Okay, so if we look at the, I mean, you, you look, you put the words World Championships in front of any sport, you assume that that is uh, the ultimate. Is that the ultimate now in terms of timings for athletes these days around the world? Well, it's, ordinarily it is, but it's been a little bit out of kilter with the COVID situation. And we actually got back-to-back World Championships. Uh, these are the ones that were supposed to be held last year, but of course the Olympics were held last year, and we've got another World Championships next year. But it's always one of the big dates on the calendar for, for all our athletes because, as you said, it's got the word world in it, so it must make it important. Okay, so Terry, um, perfect opportunity for our athletes as well, not just to get this kind of experience, but to, to get things in order for uh, Birmingham coming up uh, in a couple of weeks as well. So what have you been encouraged by, by the, uh, the New Zealand performances thus far? not have performed as they would have hoped to, but we've certainly blooded a number of young athletes, you know, the next wave of athletes at this level of competition. So for them, it's been very valuable, and a number of those are going on to the Commonwealth Games. We've had um, the likes of Eddie and Keecher and Zoe Hobbs, who haven't been to a World Champs before this in Doha, have taken that advantage into these champs and have both made breakthroughs to get into the... Uh, into the semi-finals and both doing New Zealand records. And then we've got those athletes who frustratingly missed out by a place or two on the next round, but will have actually had their resolve strengthened and their belief and their ability strengthened leading into Birmingham. Okay, well, that includes um, the, the young man that you've uh, very closely associated with, uh, Hamish Kerr, 
uh, narrowly missing out on his place in the men's high jump final with, with a best of 2.25. So uh, how is he feeling about his performance uh, going forward? Well, he was encouraged. He was a wee bit unlucky. Sometimes people smack the bar and it stays on. Sometimes the feather touches and it falls off. And he was in the, the latter category of that. But he was encouraged by how well he he progressed during the competition. And, and we had a good chat about that. And he's he's all set and prepared to, to jump noticeably higher when he gets to Birmingham. So, uh, Terry, what, what will you work on uh, between now and Birmingham with Hamish? And bearing, bearing in mind um, that competition and the, the, the number of athletes who are not Commonwealth qualified, of course, because of their country of residence, uh, what are your expectations for Hamish going forward? Well, the, one of the things he's been searching for is, is that undefinable thing, which is rhythm. And that's one of the things he, he feels he approached very closely at the, the qualifying here. So it'll be working on uh, entrenching that feeling of rhythm because he knows he can jump up in the air very high. He's just got to make it happen at the right time. Um, I think he's got, he's got strong expectations of uh, performance in Birmingham. And, and I know that a medal is in the forefront of his thinking and once you're in that medal contention, it can be it can be a gold. So I wouldn't be putting my money on him for being the favourite for the gold, but he's certainly one of the athletes who will be looked at uh, when people are talking about it. You mentioned uh, Zoe Hobbs and Nidios and Kishia before. Uh, is this probably uh, one of the best periods of sprinters we've had for a while in New Zealand? Well, it certainly is in terms of results here. I mean, Zoe's not only the um, New Zealand record holder, she's the area record holder, the Oceania record holder. And when you consider that some of the sprinters that Australia has had, uh, for a New Zealander to be the Oceania record holder is, is a testament to the, the level that she's now got to. And so, and they're both young, both Eddie and, and Zoe are young athletes. And as it normally happens, you need one person to walk through the door and then the others realise that there's a door that they can walk through. Terry, uh, Olivia McFadden, uh, McTaggart in the women's pole vault uh, yesterday, she, uh, she failed to clear a jump at, at 4.30, but uh, qualified for the final with 4.50 as a PB of uh, 4.65. Um, where does Olivia sit in terms of uh, her progress, you feel? Well, qualifying is tougher than the final because there's so much, so much at stake. It's almost like you know, in any sport... They often say that the semi-final is the tough one. The final, it, you know, you can enjoy it a bit more. But um, so for her to have made the top six at World Indoors in March and then come out here and with a very limited um, build-up, be able to come and qualify for the final, um, she's one of those ones who, having not really quite performed, has had the signs that she's not far away from it. And I think Commonwealth will see will see her right up in contention. Tom Walsh uh, finishing a fourth in the men's shot put final behind three Americans who clearly cannot go to Birmingham. So uh, that stands uh, Tom in pretty good uh, shape, I was well. And an uh, I would imagine an encouraging performance too from Jack O'Gill. We're looking good in the men's shot. Definitely. Uh, um, talking to Tom earlier today, he says he knows he's, he's strong, his numbers are good in terms of what he's been doing in training. 
he's one of those ones a wee bit like Hamish I suppose just that not the rhythm's not quite there the horsepower's there but it's got a, the tuning is what's being looked at and in Jacko's case he, he's broken his um, his run of ninth placings by finally making it into the top eight so to have two Kiwis in the top eight there and as you said with the if you take um, non-Commonwealth athletes out of that then we've got the, the, the top two performing Commonwealth athletes in the men's shop Okay, and in the women's shot, uh, Maddie Wesh uh, uh, captured the attention of the nation during the Tokyo Olympics, uh, finishing seventh uh, with a personal best of 19.50. So again, tra- uh, trending well. Yes, well, uh, you know, a PB in an event that is actually starting to show, show signs of getting stronger again. So this was, a, this was probably a higher standard competition than Tokyo was in terms of performance. And for her to get another good placing it well into the top eight and to be able to produce a personal best at a, at a major championship is, is extraordinary for someone so young. We've got three women competing in the hammer throw at Birmingham. Now, um, this is a, it's an intriguing sport for a start, but it's not one that I don't think traditionally we've been that strong in uh, for quite some time, if at all, to be fair. So how did, how did we all of a sudden just produce three young ladies um, of this quality? Well, I think a lot of work's been put in by Athletics New Zealand into the throws, and it's, a, it's a, a matter of taking advantage of the potential, and the potential was identified. There's been support of the athletes and their coaches and their setups, and we've got three athletes being coached by three different coaches, um, which is a testament to the quality of coaching we actually have in New Zealand, and, and I think they are key factors in those athletes performing you know, and having, having that depth. So we're talking Lauren Bruce there, Julia Ratcliffe and uh, Nicole Bradley, folks, uh, the three young ladies involved um, in the Women's Hammer in, in Birmingham. Uh, what have we got to, to look forward to now, uh, Terry, in terms of um, the remainder of the world champs? I'm here with... Um, I'm in charge of um, Georgia Hulls seeing uh, jo, uh, James Mortimer is not able to be here. Uh, so she's got the 200 metre first round uh, in a couple of hours' time. Um, then we've got Portia Bing in the 400 hurdles tomorrow, as well as Brad Mathis in the 800. And then we follow that up. We have uh, Tori Peters, who's got the javelin, and she'll be, she'll be pushing to try and make a final uh, for the first time at world level. And then we've got um, a couple of boys running uh, Hamish Carson and Geordie Beamish running in the 5,000 metre later on. Geordie Beamish, uh, he's been doing well on the uh, and throughout the American college. Uh, I think he went through the college system at Villanova or somewhere like that. And uh, he's uh, obviously progressed on very nicely from there. Yes, well, he, he made the final at the World Indoors in the 3K. Um, and I think that was very useful for him in terms of, of seeing what happens at world level and what you have to deal with. Qualified comfortably, but then found how things step up in a final at a world level. So I think he'll bring that experience into his 5,000 metres. And I saw him at the track um, yesterday, and he was looking pretty smooth. And he certainly is a nice runner, and if, he, if he's got his timing right with his training, then there's no nothing to make me think that he shouldn't have a successful um, championships. 
Terry, outside of uh, the New Zealand competitors, uh, and I thank you for updating us uh, on uh, all of their performances as such, what has impressed you? Um, what have been the standout performances thus far in the, in the uh, World Championships? Well, I've been, I think this is my eighth World Championships I've been to, and it never ceases to amaze me the level of performance from up-and-coming athletes, young athletes, new athletes, for example, the the young man who he didn't make the final of the 100 but broke the world under 20 record in the 100 metres in, in the heat. And if you think about the likes of a Usain Bolt that's been around before, then that's a pretty outstanding performance. Um, we, have, we have the established ones like Carsten uh, Warholm in the 400 metres who, who makes it look so easy, but we know it isn't. Those have tried 400 metres hurdles before. Um, outstanding competition in the shot put. Last night, that was a great competition, even though it was three Americans getting the, the gongs. Um, the men's 100 metres is always the outstanding event. And, and one of the key, one of, one of the big things about that is when you're in the stadium and, you know, whether it's a 30,000-seat stadium or a 50,000-seat stadium, there is no noise when the athletes go into their blocks. And that's, a, that's an extraordinary um, thing to, to witness. Terry, uh, yesterday, I, and I watched this uh, event myself, Shelley Ann Fraser-Price claimed an astonishing fifth world 100 metres title at the age of 35. She clocked 10.6 seconds, uh, 10.67 seconds to edge out uh, her country women and Sharika Jackson and Elaine Thompson hurrah. Uh, some people, some commentators saying afterwards, perhaps the, the greatest athlete in history. Uh, it's a big call when you think about some of them over the years, but she's a contender, isn't she? Oh, it has to be with that many that many gongs. But you have the likes of Alison Felix, who's just had her last World Championships, and she'd be one of those athletes who'd be in that conversation. Um, yeah, the, the, the amazing thing about the sport and, and an event like this is the level of some of these athletes, and especially someone like Shelly Ann, who's, you know, at 35, normally we talk about it, sports people being over the hill at 35, but, and that, they, you know, over 30, they're getting, they're losing their speed. Well, I think she makes a bit of a lie of that sort of a idea. Mm. She's astonishing. In fact, Jamaica, um, in terms of their sprint team, are, have uh, always been quite astonishing. So, Terry, what's the programme post-World Champ? Straight on to Birmingham, is that, is that the case? Yeah, so we go from the first team goes from here to our pre-camp in Cardiff. Funnily enough, staying at the famous Angel Hotel. Those rugby aficionados who oh. know what that means. Um, and then, then from there we go into um, into Birmingham for the games themselves. So it's a pretty pretty quick uh, run and back to, to major competition for these athletes. Just just tell them that you got someone by the name of Murdoch in your team, and they'll duck for cover, won't they? <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Hopefully we'll, have, we'll, we'll take the whole team home with us. Yeah, hopefully you will. That's a yeah, very good reply, actually, Terry. Hey, Terry Lomax, uh, thank you so much uh, for your time this morning updating us on, on our team's performances and the highlights so far in the, the World Championships currently on in Oregon. Thank you, uh, and good luck uh, with what's coming forward. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Terry Lomax there, folks. Been coaching athletics uh, in this country for around 47 years. 47 years after being a very talented athlete in his youth himself. Uh, he's coached uh, throughout uh, the United Kingdom, 
other parts of the world brought his experience back home and uh, our athletes getting the benefit of that and uh, his uh, main goal in terms of his own individual athletes at the, at the moment is uh, Hamish Kerr who uh, narrowly missed out on a place in uh, the high jump final but uh, when you consider the number of athletes uh, these days who are not Commonwealth qualified um, I think some of the signs here are very, very encouraging for a very successful track and field uh, performance in the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. I think we've got plenty to look forward to. It is 11.18 here on SENZ. When we return, plenty more text to read out and some other stuff too. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.